So, peeps, this is a continuation of my previous episode on what to wear on a not-meat date, or not-date-meat. Yeah, okay, I can speak English, but that is one confusing sentence. So, anyway, how did my not-date-meat go? Yeah, I'm sure it's just been boring a hole into your brains about that whole thing. But anyway, yeah, right. So, how did that go? Well... That was interesting. I think I used that word for things that I'm not really sure how to pinpoint. And that was one of them because I went to my not date meet. I had breakfast with the individual. I actually, this is very funny. I walked in and I saw someone who looked extremely like that individual and was also from India with the same accent because... They were both from East India. It wasn't the person. And they were so nice. They said, can you tell me about yourself? Because I don't think I'm the person you're looking to meet. And I'm like, I am so sorry. I'm going to go now. But they did look exactly alike almost. And they had the same accent. And I'm not saying that because I think all people from India look the same. Because I have many friends from India and they don't look a thing alike. I'm just saying that this person looked a lot like the other person. I was like, oh shoot, that was a faux pas. So I waited, had breakfast. But the thing that I noticed is the other person was extremely nervous. And I was like, you know, I'm one of those people that I have always been kind of the way I am since birth. Now, I will say when I was a child, I was extremely extroverted. And then I ran a very high fever in high school and I became an introvert, which I think also kind of helped with the high functioning autism at the same time. But long story, they're not going into it. But anyway, I've always been a very calm person and people are seldom nervous around me. So When this individual was so nervous around me, I was like, you know, maybe the nervousness will wear off once he gets to chat with me a little bit in person. Maybe we can build some camaraderie here. And even if we don't end up dating in the end, we could maybe be friends. Because, you know, I like engineers. They're great to talk to, you know. But anyway, so we chatted for a while, still super nervous. And I was like, I don't know why you're so nervous. I'm not a scary person. Now, Bob always called me the sweet dragon because there are times when I do get riled, but it is rare. I can only think of like maybe a handful of times in my entire life and I'm in my 30s that I really got riled. And I will say that for every single time it happened, I had a very good, logical, bullet-pointed reason why I was riled. And they weren't little things. They were, like, massive. So I'm like, I really don't know why this guy is so nervous. I'm trying to help him not be nervous, but not working. So anyway, had pancakes, then decided to go visit, like, a museum kind of exhibition. Went there for a bit. Then we had lunch at a ramen shop. It was great lunch, I have to say. The ramen was fabulous. But the guy was still super nervous. I'm like, you know, this is just, I don't think, going to work because I don't know what kind of person I will end up with if I even end up with someone. You know, 
My next podcast will be about why I broke up with someone after nine days. And that was, I was like, the sweet dragon came forth and I saw my grandmother rise from the ashes. I'm like, you know, the Scots woman in me just kind of reared her head. And I was like, I have no apologies there. But boy, that was interesting. And genetics, I think, did play a part in that one. But that's for another podcast. And that will be an epic rant. So get ready for that, peeps. But anyway... We had lunch at the ramen shop, went to a park for a while because I love to walk at parks. I don't know why. But the one thing, the date, not meet, it taught me two things, actually. The first is that I want to be around someone who is just comfortable around me, comfortable around other people. It's not that I have anything against people who are nervous because I totally get being nervous when you're around people you don't know. But I also get that there's something about being sure of yourself to the point that you're not nervous around others, even if you're unfamiliar with them. And I know that's kind of a weird thing, but it's like your center is just calm. And everything around you could be spinning in orbit, but you're who you are, and that makes you calm. And I thought, you know, I really haven't thought about what kind of person I want to be with if I did. But that was kind of a solidified moment for me because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be around somebody who's nervous around me. I want to be around someone who is the antithesis of nervous, if that makes sense. Because I'm like, I don't always want to have to be the one to sit there and go, it's okay, you can calm down. I'm going, that's not what a relationship really should be built on. I'm just going, you know, as a random non-specific example. And I'm like, and you know, with the kids as well, I don't think that, I mean, if you're nervous around me, what are you going to be like around the kiddies? I, I don't know. It's like, uh, that could be tricky. So anyway, but we had our meet not date. And then the next week, um, the fellow made the, uh, the, the discussion of asking me, if I thought the kids could be a financial burden, and I was like, that was the wrong thing to ask Anna. Because if there's one thing that will probably seal the fate of not being in a relationship with me, that would be like the one of the top ones. Because I'm like, you know what? The only reason I decided to start dating was, or to consider dating. Let's put it that way. Okay, to consider dating. Because at this point, I'm like, you know what? I really don't see me dating unless, like, Mr. Exemplary shows up. And then maybe I might consider it. But it would certainly take a lot to tip me off the edge, especially after this last week. I'm just saying, yeah. But anyway, and I'm sure that will ebb with time. But my grandmother is still rising up in me. And, uh, yeah, it's been an interesting week. And I've needed a lot of black tea. So, but the reason that I started this whole experience, as it were, is, well, in my teens and in my 20s, I never dated. Now, people go, Anna, you never dated? Well, when you're taking care of relatives and trying to go to college at the same time and then trying to run a business and take care of your relatives, it makes it a little hard to sit there and go, I'm going to add dating to the mix because I'm going... I was a highly analytical child, and I was a highly analytical young adult. And it's not that I'm asexual at all. That's not the problem. But I sit there and go, if I don't have time to devote care to a relationship, I'm not going to be in the relationship. And also, 
If I don't meet someone who's absolutely superlative as an individual, I, I do mean Mr. Exemplar. I'm like, they have to be a really good person and a really interesting person or I'm not going to consider them for a relationship. And that's not against anyone. It's just, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy on my own. The only reason I would consider being with someone else is I'm like, you know what? If they and I can make the world a better place by being together rather than apart, maybe that would be worth it. And also, I don't want them to miss out on, I don't want to have an empty space when there shouldn't be an empty space, if that makes sense, either in my life, the other party's life, our kids' lives. And I'm not talking about our kids. I'm just saying, in general, kids, because I have kids. And it's like, you know, they're a part of my life. They're not bio. They're adopted, and they're wonderful, and they're in process, and it's coming along, and it's like, you know, I don't want someone to miss out on it. Because if I do ever end up married, I'm like, they're going to be the kind of people that's like, I don't want to miss out on the kids. I don't want to miss out on Anna. I don't want to miss out on the life that we could have together. And it's like, that, that is a huge thing to me. And people are like, well, don't you want to date for the fun of it? And I'm like, you know, dating isn't fun. I, you know, my experience is limited, but you know, the not date me was just kind of awkward. It did teach me a valuable lesson though. I was listening to Frank James on YouTube and he had a video on this whole subject and he said you know what the thing that I realized about dating is that I like the process of the steps of dating without the other party he said just a moment here let me explain he said I like going out to eat at my favorite restaurant I like going to the park I like going to the library or the coffee shop but I don't really like the process of going with someone who I am totally stressed out because I don't know if they're a good fit and they don't. And that was the thing that I realized. I went, you know, I like going out to the ramen shop. I like going to the park. I like these activities, but I like them better by myself rather than with this person because I don't want to be with someone who's uncomfortable around me just because I happen to be there. So I'm like, it taught me that lesson. And I think that was a valuable one. The other thing it taught me is... You know, people see children as a burden. I am not quite sure why. I haven't figured out that in my brain yet because it's like ever since I was a kid, one of the things I've known is it's like, to me, I've known I was going to adopt. I've known I was going to adopt since I was in mid-high school. I was like, you know what? I really don't know if I'm ever going to get married. I really don't know if, you know, what's going to happen there. But that's really irrelevant to me because I knew that's what I was supposed to do. And I'm like, you know what? If you know what you're supposed to do on certain fronts, you just do it. And you sit there and go, and if I'm supposed to be with someone, they will never look at me or the kids and go, oh, they're a burden. That will not even cross their mind because they're not a burden. They're a blessing and they are fantastic and amazing and they have been through quite a bit and we don't need to add to that by possibly mentioning that word, the B word, which is not a good word. And I'm like, you know, I make a really good income. I'm not looking for a relationship for financial security. I'm not looking for a relationship because of 
even physical attraction. I know that's a biggie, but it's like that kind of pales in significance to compatibility, to knowing the person's a good fit, to knowing that they truly are the person that you're supposed to be with. Because, I mean, no offense, but it's like, so what if you're physically attracted to someone? So what if you have a good physical relationship with someone? If you do not have a good mental relationship with that person, if you can't talk to them about things, if you can't be with them, you know, chatting as well as the other ways, I really don't see the point. And I'm no offense here. I'm like, to me, that is key. Because if you can't communicate well with someone, it's not going to be a good relationship. And that's just honest opinion. Again, I'm not an expert on this. I'm just like, I know that for me, it's not really about most things that most people are looking for. And I totally get, and then not downplaying, because you know, I think there is something to be said for some people, for the financial security aspect, for the attraction aspect, for all those things. And you know what? Those are valid reasons for certain individuals. It's just for honest, like, I am quite capable of taking care of myself. I am quite capable of taking care of the kids. It's not that kind of thing. It's simply, I don't want someone to miss out on this life if they're supposed to be a part of it. Then that's the way I look at it. But the individual in question about a midweek after meeting asked me if I thought the kids would be a financial burden. And I was like, that isn't a good question to ask me. I didn't tell that to that person because I try to be a nice person. And I went, you know, they're not asking this to be vindictive. They're not asking this to be rude. They're simply asking this because they sense a lack rather than a blessing to this situation. And I was like, this is not going to be a good fit. And so a few days later, and again, it takes me a while to process. I have an emotional delay. It's actually... A condition because my frontal lobe does not work like other people's because of the autism and a head injury. Those two things kind of mixed together. So it literally takes me about two to three days to process emotional situations. Now, logical analytical situations, I'm like being on. Emotional, not very good, which makes dating and relationships rather hard for Ana anyway because of that. I think it's called emotional dysphoria? I don't know. I will do a podcast on that later. But anyway, so it literally took me two to three days, but I knew from that moment on, I was like, this is not going to work because I'm not going to be with someone who would ever remotely bring up the B word with the kids. So I'm like, nope, not going to happen. So, and then the person also said later on that week, about three days later, when I'm getting ready to tell them, I don't think this is a good fit. Be free, be happy. Uh, nice to meet you on the not date meet. Um, the person mentioned, they said, well, I know you want to go to this other place, but you don't need to do that because I will just cover all expenses. You can basically stay home. You don't have to work and raise the kids. And I'm like, um, that again was not a good thing to bring up with Anna because I'm like, I'm not moving to the other place I'm moving to solely for financial reasons. I will say the fact that I can reduce my 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 outgo and income by half is a huge factor. But the other factor is I want the kids to experience this fabulous international life fully. And in order to do that, I want to move to another place. And I put that in my profile because I'm like, you know what? 
I'm making sure the person knows about the kids. I'm making sure the person knows about um, the 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 moving plans because I'm like these are big deals and I'm probably not reneging on the moving plans. The kids are non-negotiable, and I'm like I'm certainly not reneging on the moving plans um, when it's couched that way. And it's not like I'm a very logical person, so it's like if I did have a partner. And I was thinking about moving somewhere. I would bring it up with them. And if they said, you know, Anna, I don't think this is a good idea. And this is why. I would probably totally agree with it if they could give me a very logical argument. But the truth is the reason I'm moving to where I'm moving to has a very good logical, pretty airtight reason. And I've really researched it pretty good for like two years. So I'm just saying it would take a lot of logical argument to get me to sway my opinion. So anyway, I let the person know, I said, you know what, you're a nice person. But the thing is, is I do want to move to where I want to move to. And the kids, I know you say you're okay with, but you obviously have concern here. And that's not going to be a good fit. So I said, you know, and then the person said, well, I guess I could move too, but it would probably throw away my career. And I'm like, you know what? This just isn't a good plan because I don't want anyone saying they're going, I gave it up so I could be with Anna and the kids. No, no, no. I want them to sit there and go, I gained something by being with Anna and the kids. And I'm like, this just isn't a good plan all around. And so that that wasn't really a relationship. That was like a weird situation. I don't know what you call it. But anyway, that was tried and that was ended. And that is kind of how my not date meet concluded. It concluded about a week after the not date meet, but it still concluded. And you know, I wish that person the best. I truly hope they find the perfect person for them who really makes them comfortable. And also that they, even if they don't find someone else, that they become comfortable in themselves. Because I know if I'm not comfortable in myself, it's a terrible feeling. So I can only imagine what it would be like for that other person. And that was my experience with my first not date meet and how it went. Check it at the round table. Bye.